0: DeSanto Propane is four generations strong as a trustworthy family-owned business with unmatched customer service. Go online at DeSantoPropane.com for more info or call toll-free at 1-800-752-4574. Since 1937, the difference has been DeSanto Propane. what's up everybody i'm two fresh takes with Russo and felice i am paul russo joined as always with my man nick felice uh football front end show today and then a little baseball uh yeah nick how you doing christmas tree's gone i see it behind you it's been it's been gone now <laughs>
1: i wasn't here last week nick <laughs> really well that's good because it is the middle of january now uh yeah, just had the holiday yesterday, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, always look forward to that afternoon sporting events. We got two football games yesterday. That was not expected, but right. it happened. Busy day in Buffalo. Sabers and Bills both win. Good day for most.
0: Good day for me, though, and you, I guess we could say. You know, NFC East is gone. Yeah, that was uh, quite the, the thing. We'll we'll get into that. It's probably our first really. I guess talking point is going to be that. So. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Super Wildcard card weekend caught um, – the results kind of caught me off guard, some of them obviously. Um, and I think we ought to start with those NFC East teams because they were kind of the uh, – what I would call the, the drum bangers for getting blown out this weekend. Um, didn't expect both the Cowboys and the Eagles to look, I guess, as bad as they did. Um, I think it's a couple of different cases here. I don't think the Cowboys were unprepared in that sense. The Eagles didn't look like either, either they were unprepared or they just didn't want to be there. I can't tell which one, but uh, nonetheless caught me off guard. I'll say this. I mean, I did say in my picks last week, I did pick Tampa Bay, um, but I wasn't anticipating them just. Throttling them the whole time, more or less. I mean, it was it was quite the sight to behold last night. In that sense, for the Cowboys, I mean, wow. That's pretty much all I can say is like wow, because look, nothing than me and you prefer than having them get destroyed in such a manner like that. But like, that's arguably the best team. I guess maybe over the course of course the past two years there hasn't been a ton of turnover that the past couple of years that they've had in our lifetimes and especially this year to really fall on their face the way they did. Like, damn, <laughs> like that's a, you know, I don't know if their window was technically open, but like, if it was, that's a window closer if I've ever seen one.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, the Cowboys do this every year. It seems sure. like now usually it's, you know, sometimes they get to the division around it's either this week or next week. They're gone. Uh, they love to beat up on the old poor Giants in Washington. <laughs> they put up those great numbers, uh, makes them look like they're awesome. Put up the stats, and little do you know, they have an overrated offense and defense. Mm-hmm. The kicker, though, Notre Dame soccer player, there got a good onside <laughs> kick though. Got a good, he's got a decent onside
0: kick strategy. But I'll give him that, Brendan Aubrey. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it's interesting. You talk about our teams, right? Commanders and Giants. And for Washington this year, just they were never in the games with the Cowboys or the Giants, for that matter. They were in the games, though, against Philly. And it's one of those things where it's like, damn. And then...
1: They always seem to play Philly. Yeah.
0: And then the case of the Giants, I think it was what? Kind of the opposite, right? They were the ones kind of taking it more to Dallas and not so much Philly. Like, I I don't know. Maybe it's it's kind of telling, right? You know, you, you look at who you play most often and who you kind of hang around with and... You know both those teams struggled with frankly especially this year and it's a little bit different in a case for the two teams right Giants were more on the the health side of things that they just weren't good this year um in my mind anyway I guess that could be debatable <laughs> the way it sounds at this point but uh and then obviously with the commanders just talent <laughs> even more than anything so it, it's pretty telling though like doing the hindsight thing now obviously on those two teams it's like writing was on the wall maybe to a degree uh, maybe more so a Philly than Dallas, like I said. I mean the Philly thing's kinda wild. There were one in six following that.
1: One of the most the epic City. chokes I've ever
0: seen. Yeah. Following, collapses. The, following the Kansas City win. And then like the Matt Patricia thing just really didn't work out. In big fact Dom. the borderline was worse with with Patricia. Yeah, the big Dom thing I could kind of care less about. They never he, used He Swift was at the, he was there on the sideline though yesterday. I don't know if people saw that. So. They didn't
1: use DeAndre Swift right. No. no. No, I mean the Eagles. This is one of the biggest. People have been saying, "Well, the Jaguars choked too," but yeah, they did. But this Eagles one
0: was—they were ten and one, mm-hmm. defending. We weren't. We weren't talking about the. We weren't talking about the Jaguars. Way we were talking about. No. F- about Philly and That's, Dallas too. This a, is today. last
1: year's runner-up, defending NFC NFC champs. They just absolutely collapsed. I mean, mm-hmm. we should have took, took took notice when they got beat by the Giants like that in a must-win no. game. No, I mean even the games they won, they the bill lately the Bills game they should have lost. Yeah, I mean they, they beat the Giants. Did they did beat them the one time? But no, I mean it was always an overrated defense. I mean it was a very weak
0: defense,
1: especially in the Bill You're talking about
0: oh, I don't know if it was overrated. I think we got when we got midway through the year. I think we knew that, that was just not a not a good defense. I don't know about bad defense, but definitely not a good one. Yeah, you and- know. Well, um
1: Tampa Bay just took advantage of that yesterday. Yeah. And let's give Tampa Bay a little bit of credit, you know. They've been mm-hmm. playing better. Uh they got some players on that team. You know, Baker Mayfield oh, gets big May, he gets a lot of slack, Baker Mayfield, but he's now got did he win two won two playoff games now? Yeah. He's got two playoff wins under He's Scott.
0: got more playoff wins than Dak Prescott now, and he has one more than Deshaun Watson. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Uh Tampa Bay, I mean, they have a good culture there. They are always competitive. I mean, late of late, they were bad for a little bit
0: there. I mean. Yeah, I mean, and I can get it, too. It's, it's interesting because they did bring it up in the broadcast itself last night about how, you know, Todd Bowles was, I guess, on the hot seat at some point this year, which I found it very funny when your team is predicted to finish last anyway in that sense. Um And I get it, you know, he's probably not the best head coach, I would allow that, and you would probably have every right to have that opinion, but he's just a solid coach, I mean, he he was the guy who set up that defense, you know, now about, what, five, six years ago, when the tide kind of started to turn a little bit for him, Uh, and then obviously they bring Tom Brady in, and that kind of, you know, solves everything to a degree, but... Uh, the fact of the matter is, like, that's a really good team still. Like, they were one of my value bets at the start of the year, like, to win the South. I'm like, they're having the longest odds. And, like, you look at it, it's like, they're not worse than anybody there in my mind. Like, kind of crazy how Tampa Bay kind of got undervalued all year. And, yeah, yeah like, like I said, I think maybe result-wise it, it was a little bit surprising. But, you know, certainly in the end it wasn't to me anyway.
1: Yeah. Uh, I actually thought Eagles would, you know, figure it out, but it seems like almost Chargers-like. They kind of sure. gave yeah. up on Sirianni a little yeah. bit this team. And, yeah, you know, defense isn't great, but
0: offensively, like, what happened, you know? Yeah, I don't – look, and I Lost A.J. Brown. And I do get A.J. Brown's out, but, like, to, there's also certain degrees of this, too, where it's like – you know, Devonta Smith is, he's a number one receiver pretty much anywhere else. Like, I don't, I don't know. And they were, they used him heavy yesterday. They tried getting the ball to Goddard a ton. It just did not work out. Jalen hurts could be hurt. At that point, well, yeah, and they were saying that, too. But, like, to that degree, that's where you have to plan more of, I don't want to say run only, right? that That's just not possible. But, like, that's where you have to get, like, you brought it up, like, Use DeAndre Swift properly. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's one of those things where it's like, or even use, like, Gladwell better. Like, there's, like, it's just one of those things where it's like, you look at them and it's like, they really, and again, I don't know if their window's necessarily closed, but like, they did their best to close it yesterday. I mean, you're losing Travis Kelsey. He's retiring officially. You got, obviously, big question marks going into the offseason now with your front office kind of as a whole, like, I don't know. I don't know why it's a hide for them. I, the NFC East is going to be interesting as a whole kind of going into next year. But let's transition off of that, talk about some of the other games. Um, Miami and Kansas City, there wasn't a ton exactly to write home about there. Miami just, just a sad they got, point, Russo. They got outplayed. And it's just like one of those things where it's like, I think for them more than anything, it's like you have to just go into year three, from learn from this experience and move on the tough part for them is going to be the stigma around the team now one and two with a slightly tougher schedule next year you know what what is that next step because it's very apparent for the most part barring whatever Buffalo will be there um I would imagine even though it pains me to say it you have a healthier Aaron Rodgers I'd imagine the Jets are going to be a hair tougher than they already were last this past season And the Patriots, uh, they're going to be fourth. How distant of a fourth, I don't know, because that defense is really good. The offense is really bad, you know. So, that will be interesting to kind of see. Kansas City, on the other hand, just – they didn't look like Kansas City of yesteryear, but they at least looked promising enough to go into this weekend with a reasonable shot at winning, you know.
1: Taylor Swift factor as well. (laughs) Uh, Sure. uh, You know – one thing I'm gonna remember about this game is why the hell is it on Peacock? Right. Uh ridiculous. Uh as much as you know, I'm a twenty eight year old kid, I know how to work a streaming service. Sure. But but I'm looking out for the other people who have I,
0: I suppose, but you know how many people tuned in. And then you have to pay, for, you also have for to the pay... game twenty three million. That's still a pretty good number. <laughs> like...
1: Yeah. It's just a lot of people bought it and there's some good shows on there. But anyway, uh Superstore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Superstore. Uh <laughs> you know, the Dolphins were facing a lot of injuries and now with we haven't mentioned them yet the Lions winning their first playoff games in ninety one. We're getting there, don't worry. But now the Dolphins have the longest playoff losing streak in professional football. Um you know, it's just it's a it's a collapse, but it's not as big as a collapse as it was with the Eagles. You know, this is a team that had you said last week they had a two game lead in their division. Didn't hang on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll give my dad a little shout out. He's brought this up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one thing playing in those type of de- weather, yeah. the degrees there. Mm. But Kansas City lives. The players they live in oh, Kansas yeah. City, yeah. so they are used to this weather. While well, Miami's come from sunny Miami, Florida, and hell yeah, <laughs> they got to come <laughs> play a three hour game in the cold that they're just not used to it. And yeah, sure. And it, what was it, the fourth coldest game in NFL history? I don't think the Miami Dolphins are going to win a game like that. It's just. Well,
0: in theory, right? But the weather like that is always a, a wild card. It just it didn't end up being what I thought it was going to be. And I don't think Miami planned on having Kansas City, honestly, just pass the ball like they were. You know, in games like that, you not say so you rarely see the ball pass, but usually, you know, it's like 70% you're running and 30% you're passing. Yeah. It's kind of flipped. Um. yeah, uh, let's stay Saturday, though, for a second and finish up there with Houston and Cleveland. Another surprising result. Maybe in hindsight, not really, though. Um, Cleveland's defense on the road, I guess, down the stretch was just not That was a weird great. stat. Yeah, and uh, look, Houston has a ton of momentum. They, they rode it. It'll be interesting to kind of see how they do against Baltimore. We'll get into that though, obviously here in a couple of minutes when we do our picks. But hey, there, there's got to be a lot of credit. I, that was a game too. I mean, you got to give credit to both sides of the, of the ball there because of what both teams have had to go through this year. But man, Houston, uh, if this is just the beginning, wow! Like that's this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun team to watch the next handful of years. Why? Yeah, like, really? Like, if this is just the the appetizer, I I can't wait for the odds. The only problem
1: with them is, and Bills know this as well, Mm -hmm. they're in the AFC, and it's a very difficult league with a lot of great quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, can they make that push? I think go for it now because this is a great chance they got right here.
0: Go get it now. I have a hot take about that. I think the AFC is pretty wide open. AFC? Yeah, for the most part. Um. Again, this is probably more for our picks portion of it, but I said this this morning after the game last night, officially seeing that we'll have Kansas City at Buffalo this time around. But Kansas City doesn't frighten me anymore. Like, they just don't. Something about them, I don't know. Baltimore, and again, probably more so for when we get to the picks, Baltimore, they don't really scare me either. Kansas City's got a great underrated defense, though.
1: Yeah, sure. And they got the best quarterback. Don't know about that. Of all time. Of all time. No, I'm just kidding.
0: But I definitely disagree.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They got the best quarterback in the league,
0: though. I mean. I disagree with that. You do. Mm -hmm. Who is it? Well, if we're going in the playoffs currently still right now. Is that what we're basing it off of? Right now. Over your career. Career. Over their Career. Sure, then maybe in that sense, but I don't think he's the best quarterback right okay, now. Okay, best quarterback right now? I, to, I think he is. I personally got to go with Josh Allen. All the guys remaining, I got to go with Josh Allen. I mean, well, we'll see
1: what happens on Sunday, but uh, I think it's a great game. It's going to be, a, I mean, it's the best game of the weekend. There's some great games this weekend, too. We got, you know, Rookie of the Year versus MVP. We got two quarterbacks that were – Pretty much thrown away, and Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield going at each other. Yeah.
0: Well, let's, let's get to that game, too, here. Because like you brought up, right, Detroit uh, edging out the Rams. and Minus four years old. Really, yeah, you were. And <laughs> what was a really good game, um, kind of hectic in the first half, slowed down a little bit there in the second half. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, what just an awesome moment for the Lions in the city of Detroit. Um, kind of get that monkey off their back a little bit now face a you know in all honesty it's funny how the spreads and gambling works in all honesty I feel like they don't match up well against Tampa Bay but again we'll get into that you know in a second here but uh for the moment right for that time and space Sunday night just what a what a what a treat for for them and Again, like I said, it gets the monkey off their back, right? They they get into the playoffs this year. They do get that first win, first one since '91. I mean, it puts them in a pretty good spot moving forward. If not for this playoff for, for next year, because it shows that, at the very least they can do it. They can get the job done. And
1: what about a better way to do it against Matt Stafford, yeah. Matthew
0: Stafford. Yeah. I don't
1: get the boo. I don't get the boos. They booed him.
0: I I I understand. It's interesting because the booze of that got overshadowed by another booing incident that happened in the NBA, which was a wild, but not the time or space. I get it. Um, you know, his comments leaving Detroit were alcohol mixed. You know, he's very positive, but the same token was kind of negative towards the franchise itself. So I, I, I get it to a degree, you know um, I think a lot of it too is, and, I forgot, like, there's a number of Lions that were on the Rams that were cast-offs that McVay sent off. Like, Josh Reynolds, for example, yeah. ended up having a really good game, but a former Ram, like, you know, he got cast off. Jared Goff, who led the team to a Super Bowl, got got shipped off, obviously, in that trade for Stafford. Like, there's a lot of – I wouldn't say rivalry-type stuff the way, like, the broadcast was trying to say it, but there there are underlying, like – tensions between the two teams that you know I I get it I I completely understand why the fans booed in the moment you know yeah I mean I said the winner of this game... and it was their first look at him, by the way
1: post-trade oh really yeah interesting I said uh winner of this game is gonna go to the Super Bowl and I'm still sticking to that I think this is the year Ooh. of the Lions I think they get it done in Tampa Bay and why not I think this is this is a this is a great story. Uh, it reminds me of when the Pirates made the playoffs in twenty thirteen, finally getting over that hump. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not like they haven't been in the playoffs that long, but it's just winning that playoff game and you know feeling like you know yeah that's it. It's let's let's pick on someone else. You know, let's get the Cowboys off of Thanksgiving. I'm so sick and tired. I'm telling the Lions got to get off of Thanksgiving. We got to get the Cowboys off of Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of them.
0: I agree. I agree. Yeah, so I'm with you there. And then I guess the last game we have to touch on is Bills and Steelers delayed by day because of weather. Um, yeah, I don't have a ton from this game. I mean, the Bills kept them at arm's length the whole time. The right team won. Um, I think more stuff from that game, more than anything else for me, is just like, uh, like what are the Steelers doing here at this point? Um, you know, and I, I've said this now a couple of times, and I'll say it here. I begin to think, well, I've thought for a little bit, but you know, I think it's time we have the discussion about whether or not Mike Tomlin is actually that good of a coach. Um, you know, you look at this team and I understand some of it's not coaching related, right? Like structure of the team that's on the GM, like that offensive line, again, for the third straight year, I'm going to say this, needs some work. Like, I don't get it. But for Tomlin, like, how do you not go into that game and not make adjustments at all? They, they stuck with a very precise game plan and didn't move off it. And I get that to a degree, but it was very apparent there for a while, like, whatever you're doing was not working. And um, I guess luckily for him, even after I said to free Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph picked it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But to that end, I don't understand how you don't pull Rudolph or Kenny Pickett. Um, if you're riding with Mason Rudolph to save your season – this whole time and to make a playoff run you aren't going to do it um this is a team now the past few years that's been a pretty much just 500 team um 2016 is our last playoff win that super bowl is a long 15 years ago now like i i don't know and i don't get it and i look he's a good coach i'm not gonna run away from fact that he is a good coach right like what he's been able to do the past few years, even to get that team to at or slightly above 500, is a lot. But for for what people expect of him to be, I don't understand how you can still protect him. You know, and that's just to me the fact of the matter is if if this was like I'm not going to say any other team, right? But like Doug Peterson had like one sub 500 year in Philly, and they fired him, right? And that was after they he gets them their first Super Bowl. So like, what, what's like what's the plan? You know, with Pittsburgh, they've been they've been doing this same spinning the tires thing now for the past five years more or less. And I don't know if it's one of those like, hey, we're going to figure it out this off season or not. But like for being one of these historic teams, they sure are acting a lot like an expansion franchise in my mind.
1: Yeah, they just need a quarterback. I mean, I think they're going to go try. I don't think they're going to go with Mason Rudolph next year. Might be the backup, but uh, they're going to try to go out and trade for a quarterback. I think you mentioned this. Russell Wilson? Maybe land in there? Yeah,
0: uh, that's one of the teams, yeah.
1: They'll either trade for a quarterback or draft a quarterback. And don't, don't know what you're going to get late first round, but this is a uh, team that's got a lot of playmakers. I mean, they got some guys on offense, some guys on defense. They're just missing the big piece, and that's the quarterback, and maybe they can finally go with it. I mean, they haven't done anything really since Big Ben, and they've just been throwing out quarterbacks out there, and it's just not working. And you're right, they're just a 500 team. Mike Tomlin's good enough to get that team to a 500, but right now they're just not going to get over that next – they're not going to take that next step, and they're not going to get over that hump right now. But, you know, they played all right in that game, though. I mean, for what it was, it was – terrible at start but i mean after the blocked field goal there they really turned it up and Mm -hmm. a couple things go their way you never know but just a bad mismatch for them yeah even
0: the bills are
1: banged up right now too though Mm -hmm.
0: all right so with that in mind let's jump into our picks then for the week uh get smaller and smaller i guess here as time goes on um so uh we both win three and three last week, ah. but because of the regular season championship for me, I remain the game up on you through the playoffs at this point. So, four games to pick from this week. It's we're in crunch time here. Six to go. Six, Se- no, seven. After this game, after this weekend. Yeah. No, there's only three games. Oh well, counting this. Seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. Seven. Correct. Seven, seven. Seven games for all of it to do. So. Uh, Saturday at four thirty, first of the AFC matchups. Houston at Baltimore. Baltimore nine point favorite. That's uh, a lot. Yeah, um, I'm gonna take Baltimore in this game. Mm-hmm.
1: I would not be surprised. I mean, I'm rooting for a Houston Detroit Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice to see two teams that have never been there get to the Super Bowl. Can just enjoy that game. And I mean. Lamar Jackson has never been to the conference championship game, am I correct? That's true. Uh, so there's a lot on line for him as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if this is interesting. I kind of feel like if it was Houston somehow at home, my, my guts would tell me to take Houston at all. This honesty. is a week one matchup, I'm yeah. sure. I'm, that being said, I just think the veteran – presence of Baltimore is just a bit too much in this spot it's one of those I I do like Baltimore to win I don't like them to cover you're um, the Harbaugh yeah I don't know about that being fully the case I think a lot of it depends who will see you know come out of that Kansas City Buffalo game, but you know we won't know that officially until we reconvene next Wednesday for that. So, but for this time being, I'm with you. Imagine Buffalo hosting the AFC Championship game next week. Oh, it'd be crazy. It would be nuts. But uh, like like I said, we'll we'll find out here in a matter of nine days when we reconvene for that or eight days, whatever. All right, Saturday night, eight fifteen. First of the NFC, Green Bay at San Fran. San Fran minus nine and a half. That's the biggest line of the weekend. I think it's rare that we have lines that big in the playoffs. Um, not surprisingly when you have two quote-unquote big upsets in that sense. Um, you know, it, this one's tough. I Every logic says, you know, for sure Hammer, San Fran. Um, clearly, though, Green Bay's got some fight in them. Just think it runs out in this matchup. Um, but, you know, something that we talked about, A little bit last week, more so you, Nick, is Green Bay is the first seven seed to advance. I said it's been a while since we saw a deep seed make it to the Super Bowl. So I don't think it's going to happen this year, unfortunately, in that space. Uh, But uh, I do think San Fran wins. Again, I don't know about cover necessarily, uh, but I think they have the better shot of covering than Baltimore does, if that makes sense. I just think that that Green Bay defense, man, I, I don't know what it was. Uh but you know, they, they probably played their best game all year in all honesty in the in the grand scope of it. So uh, but I gonna really use I guess the same logic I used to pick Dallas last week in that I just can't trust that Green Bay defense. And yeah. I just gotta go with I guess that known commodity in San Fran for the time being. Yeah, talk about the most useless four hundred yards you saw last week out of Deck Prescott.
1: Yeah. Uh it's nice to see the seven C. They were the only routine to win last weekend. Uh Green Bay. Matt Lafleur, Jordan Love, peaceful year without Mister Aaron Rodgers there this year, uh, and I think they've really enjoyed yep. it. Unfortunately, I gotta get I gotta get that Ravens game out of my head about the Niners. Mm. I just that's how I think of the Niners yeah. right now is yeah. that Ravens game, but they're still the most dominant team in this conference,
0: mm-hmm. and they're gonna win. Okay, well, in that sense too, it's like I mean, if they were to go down, like it's, I think it's it's more telling about the conference as a whole then. But anyway. You know, the NSC North though is gonna be tough. Yeah, I mean, this was a big year for Green Bay. I you know, I didn't think they were gonna be as bad as a lot of people thought. I also didn't think they'd make the playoffs though. But um it's very apparent that they have pieces in place at minimum that, you know, going forward where we thought it would be Detroit going forward. I can't I don't know if I can confidently say that anymore in that sense. So you're spot on with that. All right, the first of the Sunday games, 3 o'clock, NFC, Tampa Bay at Detroit. Detroit, a six-point favorite. Like I said, two quarterbacks have been thrown away by another team.
1: Mm -hmm. So, you know, motivation to get to the NFC championship game.
0: Give me the Lions, though. Give me those Lions. Uh, This is where I diverge away from having the same pick. I'm going to go Tampa Bay here. Why, Paul? Um. I, I don't know if it's just kind of like that visual element of it down the stretch, and I get that Tampa Bay had some lumps down the stretch as well, but um, they just they looked really good against Philly, and, you know, we talk about underrated elements of teams, like, again, I go back to something I talked about uh, when we were just talking about the Eagles and Buccaneers game as a general thing here, but, like, that Tampa Bay defense is really quietly great. Now, maybe not great great, but they were doing things against the Eagles that somehow the Eagles didn't see all year, and I don't know if Tampa Bay sandbagged it because they saw him early in the season. I don't know if they sandbagged it for later on, thinking that they might see him or something. I don't know, but, you know, Tampa Bay was the only team to really stop the tush push all year, for example, and I know it's a one-time deal, but, like, they were the only ones to get that leverage by going down, and... They were sending a lot of pressure, and I think that continues on. I'm going to go Tampa Bay here. You're um, not believing in Detroit. I believe in them. I just, I just don't like the matchup. I really don't like the matchup, unfortunately, for them. I think for them, you know, it's it's going to be a case of whose defense can actually stop who at certain points because Detroit's defense is also pretty good. Um it's one of those things, though, where I just view it as, you know, who's shown the most change and differential, and I, I kind of lean Tampa Bay there, kind of lean Tampa. So the last of the games, Sunday at 6.30, AFC Kansas City at Buffalo. Buffalo, two-and-a-half-point favorite. The first time in the Mahomes versus Allen era, this playoff version is in Buffalo. Taylor Swift comes to Western New York. It's Haley Steinfeld versus Taylor Swift. For those of you in that scene. <laughs> Can you confirm that Haley will be there? I don't know if she'll be there. As much as I love Haley,
1: as much as people are saying this is a robbery, because it's not a robbery, it cannot be one-sided for it to be a robbery. I don't count regular season games it It's in the playoffs. all about the playoffs. <laughs> Just ask a Cowboys fan how many care about regular season wins. It's about the playoffs. And last time I checked, the Chiefs win every time. And they're going to do it again. I, I know this is Mahomes' first road game. It's going to be rocking in Buffalo. But the Chiefs are going to win this game because Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback right
0: now. Nick, you're wrong. Ah! i Buffalo. I think this is a really good matchup for them. Um, I, you know, like I said, Kinsey doesn't frighten me anymore. They just don't. And Who I th- does? Who does frighten me in the NFL? That's a Washington fan. Dan Snyder. <laughs> no. But, yeah. Uh, Buffalo does. I mean, Buffalo put a whoop into Washington like many teams did this year. Yeah. I just think, look, if, if Buffalo is going to do this, they, they got to do it this year, right? Uh, this is not the same Kansas City team the past couple of years, uh, very clearly. Um, I get that their defense is, is quietly good, but it's the same defense pretty much the past few years. And it's one of those things where Buffalo has taken them deep every game at worst in the playoffs. I think they just get it done this time. All think, right. You know, it's going to be a great game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's in theory, right, oh, game of the weekend. And I guess we'll formally see. I don't know. I think How you just choked – I think you just coughed up your lead there, picking Tampa Bay and Buffalo. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. All right, uh, a couple more things here, actually, before we get out of here, and I think it's probably going to be one of our quickest episodes we've had in a while. Uh, not a ton in the college football happening this week. The last week, though, on the other hand – after we wrapped up, Nick Saban retired. Um, I kind of thought that was going to be the case all year, the way he was acting and everything. And I wasn't surprised when he announced he was going to retire, um, actually happened pretty much not as soon as we wrapped up last Wednesday, but, um, it was pretty, pretty close to being where you were still in the building almost. Um, interesting choice in Kalen DeBoer out of Washington. This obviously kicked off a, a Crazy coaching carousel that still is happening. Did you hear about Brian Kelly today? Uh, today? No. What? What? What happened? There's rumors that he would take the Michigan job if Harbaugh leaves. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll cross that bridge hopefully next weekend then or next week. Uh but this is, the Alabama thing is interesting. Um, like I said, I'm I'm not surprised by them wanting to go after De DeBoer. I. Just don't know how well the fit's going to work out. Um, he's a what I call the meat and potatoes type guy. Midwest slash West Coast, obviously, he's made Washington back to a pretty good power, um, which in turn, Washington hires Jed Fish from Arizona. That one's really messy right now. Um, Arizona's honing in on San Jose State's head coach, who was a finalist a couple of years ago when Jed Fish took the job. So that's going to be a decent G5 job coming up available soon as well. In theory, uh, there's also a sunbelt job available in South Alabama because Alabama's hiring their, their head coach to be the defensive coordinator and the Harbaugh stuff going on. So it, it's crazy, but, um, you know, Nick Saban, as I call it, at the very least for people, our age is the best coach we've seen ever. Um, I would make the case. He's probably the best college coach of all time. Um, and I think that's uh, no question, slam dunk, just the way he really revolutionized the game, to be quite honest. And, um, you know, I, there's not going to be another one like him. And um, if there is, I'd be really pleasantly surprised at this point. But, you know, 17 years at Alabama turned ai don't want to say turned around a program because that was – you know, it was good before. It was good before, right? And that's the thing about this job, which is just like I hope DeBoer is able to understand and and fight through the fire because uh, this is a type of job that I'd rather be the guy after the guy because look, you think we talk about Texas A and M being crazy and Auburn being crazy, Alabama's nuts. I mean, they fired a guy after a nine and three season. You know, <laughs> like. Like, it, it's it's a different breed down there, but when that's all you got, that's all you got. So, uh, but a new era of college football is officially upon us now with Nick Saban It'll retiring. It'll be interesting to see how he does there. Um, you yeah. Alabama, I don't think, is going to be
1: as dominant as they were in years past, losing Nick Saban. So, it's tough shoes to fill.
0: And I don't, you know, and I get why he's going to be still involved in athletics and everything, but... I'm not a fan of the fact that Saban will retain an office within the football program stuff. Uh, I think that, if you want my honest opinion, not that I don't think it's a bad look, it just opens up a can of worms when stuff goes sideways. And we've seen this before at other schools and different programs and different sports, and I just don't think it's a good move, to be honest. I really don't. He's going to keep it office. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, I heard today Brian Kelly might be the Michigan coach. Mm-hmm. Maybe, he's, maybe he's homesick. I think he's from the north.
0: Yeah, I mean, as a Midwest guy, I mean, that's why I think when he took the LSU job now two years ago, it was really surprising, right? And at the moment, I still consider it a success at LSU. This year was not what they had hoped, but – that was just a really weirdly constructed team. You had guys still from the last of, like, the Ed Orgeron teams hanging around with Kelly's teams mixed with guys who transferred in who very clearly didn't pan out, and it's just one of those things where it's like, eh, I don't – like I said, I don't think it was a good fit there necessarily. I thought, after the first year, I was like, okay, eat my words a little bit, but uh, I wouldn't say I'm – I guess I'm surprised that he might be looking. Um. You know, it's going to be interesting. The Harbaugh thing is going will be interesting. You know, he won't be back in the studio for eight days, so who knows what might happen between now and now and then with it. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty much like a free agent. You know, domino. Once that domino yeah.
1: falls, if it doesn't fall, then things will keep start moving. Because mm. there's a lot of NFL vacancies right now. Yeah. And I know they take their time with deciding who's going to be hired. I mean, Antonio Pierce sounds like he's definitely going to be the Raiders coach. So, I don't know
0: about that. You really, Tennessee is gonna make a big push for him the way you're, it sounds. You're Belichick got an interview with
1: the Falcons,
0: yeah. Apparently, there's a big mutual interest there. There's a lot of stuff in that sense, but uh, yeah, even if the Falcons yeah. have
1: the lead, like, are the favorites mm-hmm. to land Belichick, oh, geez, even if they're the favorites
0: to land Belichick, they'll probably blow it, okay. <laughs> All right, uh, on that note, last thing before we get out of here, uh, the baseball hall of fame, uh, announcement due next tuesday a week from uh, when we're sitting here in the studio nick um this is an interesting ballot um there's pretty much only one slam dunk and that's adrian beltray for third base um as usual i did a v- ballot that doesn't count uh yeah let me hear it. i'll throw it up here on the screen oh, I got it this is the first time in a number of years i actually don't have a full 10 i only have nine up on I can see right here up on the board. Um, you know, so Beltray obviously, yeah. This is first time in in a number of years, I I don't have a full ten. Uh, I'm not gonna sit here and do the usual thing I always do with the Hall of Fame stuff for baseball. Uh, Adrian Beltray, slam dunk. I've been on the T- Todd Helton thing for a number of years. Andrew Jones, you know, maybe the second best center fielder of all time behind Willie Mays, and a really and a really good <laughs> offensive player. I think. He's over 450 career home runs. I mean, just really stuff there. I feel like this is where stuff kind of gets controversial a little bit amongst people. I do have Joe Maurer in. Um, catchers always have a really weird space in there. But if Ted Simmons is in there, Joe Maurer should be in there without question. Andy Pettit I have in there. Manny Ramirez, one of the best hitters of our generation in there. Alex Rodriguez in there. Um I'll I'll skip Gary Sheffield and come back to him. Billy Wagner, I've been there, um, which is I know people are probably going like, why do you have Billy Wagner but not Francisco Rodriguez, for example? Yeah, it's Wagner great. Wagner very prolonged career, better career in my, my mind than K Rod. He had
1: that one really.
0: Good yeah, career. better than Krod. Um again, another one case of and I get it different this one is a different time span for how the positions evolve, but uh, you know, he's pretty much only behind Mariano, Mariano Rivera and Trevor Hoffman every closing statistic, so he would make the next possible case for closer up there. Um, Sheffield, the only guy on the ballot with a guaranteed last time on the ballot this year. This is his tenth year. Um, I don't know why he's not in. I know some of it has to do with he's you know on these steroid watch lists as I You're call him.
1: Steroid, them. you don't care.
0: Yeah, I mean. A lot of it for me, especially at this point, is there's a lot of guys in there who we know or took steroids, or at the very least, we're on the same list that guys like Sheffield and Arod are on. And Sheffield, in particular, I, I get it. I know Arod's kind of made peace with the fact he probably won't be in. Um, but Sheffield's the one that I don't get. Tremendous hitter. He would be, I believe, one of only, like, three guys at 500 or more career home runs not in the Hall of Fame if he doesn't get in. Um, And, again, I think maybe because he just slightly was less charismatic than David Ortiz he's not in. I mean, Ortiz, here's the thing that bothers me when you look at ballots like this, right? You know, A-Rod and Manny did test positive, right? Right. Pettit never tested positive. Sheffield never tested positive. Yep. Okay? Ortiz tested positive before the suspension started. But he he's in no problem, right? And I get it. You know, it's all a pretty much given fact about the other guys. But, like, Barry Bonds never technically tested positive. Like, it, it's one of those things where it's like, what are we doing? Because, again, you know, you have a bunch of old guys who got upset that they didn't give a guy one interview one time. But uh, – well, it, it's interesting because you look at this ballot, too. There's a lot of interesting cases for a couple of different guys on there. Carlos uh, Beltran is one that I know sticks out where it's like I just – I never got the vibe that he was a Hall of Famer.
1: So you know, yeah. So, the nine guys I'm all right with, there's mm. five guys I don't have – I don't have any stats in front of me. Mm-hmm. So, just five guys I see you didn't highlight that mm-hmm. I think could be a Hall of Famer. I just – I don't know their stats right sure. off the top of my head. But Bobby Abreu. Yeah. Carlos Beltran. Mm-hmm. Torrey Hunter. Yeah. Chase Utley, You're right? David Wright.
0: Yeah, uh so the yeah, I want to start with Chase Utley. Um, if Chase Utley is in the Hall of Fame, um boy, there's a lot of people in front of him that should be well before him. And unfortunately, same with David Wright. He's just a case of if he had an actual career. Probably a different story. Um and it's one of those deals. Shout out Bartolo Colon
1: and uh, Jose yeah. Jose Batista.
0: Yeah, Bartolo. Bartolo and Mark Burley are interesting ones. Uh, Burley, I think, has a slightly better case than Bartolo, but just doesn't quite get what about there. But Torrey Hunter. Yeah, Torrey, I would put in above Beltran, but I don't think I could do Torrey before Andrew Jones for sure. Beltran, um, though. Yeah, Beltran's a weird one. I don't know if it's just something about him I never got Hall of Fame vibe from. I don't know. Those trash cans. Yeah, yeah, no. And then, <laughs>
1: then the last one, Bobby Bobby Abrey's been on there a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, but he's not – I think this is, like, second to last maybe or third to last – I don't know, either way. He didn't retire officially right away either, so. A-Rod should All be things. on there, though. I mean, it's just another case of, like, yeah, he should be in there, but um, his own actions won't allow him to be. If and they didn't let, let Bonds in, Schilling
1: in, they're not going to let – No. Or or not chilling Well, chilling, but yeah. Like Clemens. Yeah. If, they didn't let them in. A-Rod's not getting it. And neither is Manny Rivers. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's going be interesting. Um, you know, there's a couple names. I'm going to put the ballot back up here that um, I don't know how many of these new guys are going to transfer over to next year, uh, if really many at all. Um, it, it's, it's tough because you have a lot of, of really good players on this list that, you know, for me, I don't have highlighted, but they're just kind of of very good. Like Adrian Gonzalez had a couple good, really good years, but never Hall of Fame really territory. Um, you know, James Shields lasted long enough to be on the list, and I can't imagine he stays on. You know, yeah. remind me,
1: this is 10 years in the league, certain amount of numbers yes. to be on the list. Yep, 10
0: years. Oh, that's all you got to do is play 10 yep. years. Really? Yeah, somewhat like that. So yeah, um, it will be interesting. Again, I, I don't want to go into my full diatribe, but so
1: you think who, who realistically? Yeah. You think in?
0: Yeah, realistically, I'll put up the ballot. Uh, like I said, Beltray for sure. Todd Helton, I, I'd like to, but his numbers have kind of plateaued after a little surge at the beginning. Sheffield had a nice surge, but it's plateaued. Wagner, I think, last I looked, percentage wise, was looking in, but I'm not sure. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. Um, just, this is where I'd much rather would prefer, again, I didn't want to do this, but I guess I'll do it here. When you look at that ballot, this is again, a case of where I'd much rather prefer having a much bigger voting pool and a much bigger pool of votes allowed to be in. I don't like how they cap it at 10. I'd rather it be like the basketball hall of fame, where we have more discussion of if that person's actually a hall of famer than, um, we leave guys out, like baseball. Has I say for this every years.
1: year: put the guys in who are hall of famers right now. Why do we have to wait ten years for some guy? You know, mm. he's never played a a pitch in the major league since he last played. Right. Is he a hall of famer or not? I mean, what, what are we waiting
0: for here? Mm. Is he hall of famer or is he not? Yeah, I agree with that. No, I I definitely do. I I get why there's a waiting period, right? I I, I fully get that, but. Um, you know, I I don't know. I mean, the fact that we've only had one, like I say, unanimous Hall of Famer, is kind of absurd. When we we know for the most part those guys in there should be in there. You know, there's no debate around it. Think we get one next year though. Next year, each year. Old? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, he should be a slam dunk, but you know that's not going to be the case. You don't
1: think it'll be Hall of
0: Fame? No. I mean, Does Pete no, Rose have a vote? <laughs> no, no, uh, no. I mean, uh, it's not. It's all those things where I. So like, why would he be? He should be, but it's be not going to happen because be voters clear. are stupid. Like, there's going to be a case of all well, – there's. I guarantee with him, unfortunately, there's going to be a case of a reporter who has a like, well, he didn't give me an interview in English. Yeah. Like, something stupid like that because these old writers are stu- who stupidly have grudges. Like, <laughs> pisses me off. Okay. I'm going off my horse. We need to get out of here. Uh so, we'll be back to Wednesday formally next week, as far as we know, uh, barring anything chaotic well, happening. Maybe you watched this episode on Wednesday and just didn't change your schedule. Well, yet. that's true. That's true. I mean, we, we <laughs> appreciate our loyalty to the Wednesday-exclusive people. Uh, so, in that situation, Nick, who are you shouting out today? <laughs> uh, I think we got some history today.
1: History? Uh, this might be the first ever back-to-back shout-outs. Uh, I was going to shout out my Aunt Molly. I shout out my Aunt Molly last week because it was her birthday on Wednesday. It's still on Wednesday. It's still tomorrow. <laughs> and so shout out Aunt Molly's birthday tomorrow. Shout out Charlie Barbie's birthday on Thursday. And shout out my Aunt Nancy's birthday on so Friday. So many birthdays. Yeah. Triple shout out. Back to back shout out. Yeah.
0: Shout out. How about it? Happy 29th birthday to everybody. Yes. All right. So yeah, like I said, back Wednesday officially next week. Uh, you know, if you see us out and about, say hey. You know, it's our busy time of year where we're at a bunch of spots doing sports and, and stuff you got a like game that. tonight so yeah i do i do we're heading up to geneva for the first time in a couple of years looking forward to that um probably gonna be a busy week next week i'm hoping it's a busy week next week fingers crossed i have some hopes on the schedule coming
1: up hopefully no power outages no wind storms
0: yeah that was that was crazy uh i'm gonna do it here i did say it yesterday on upstate hoops but i just want to say a quick kudos to the wayne administration and staff up there for really handling a, a tough situation but also to Newark staff that were there, both on the basketball team and otherwise, they, they did a great job as well. But also to really, honestly, the fans. Not uh, I said yesterday, I'm gonna do it again here, not to sound really like dumb and watered down, but the stuff we were taught in the second grade to you know stay calm, you know don't don't panic. Everybody did that, and to the point that it was kind of funny. You, you heard people just kind of laughing in the stands because like what what can you do, <laughs> you know? That's it happened during yeah. the game. Yeah, I, we, got, we got pretty lucky there, actually, that the JV game went a hair long because if it didn't, we, we might have actually had been in the third quarter when that happened. So instead it happened kind of about halfway through. At half least time. now they can start it right off, start a of third quarter. Kind of crazy to think about, yeah. yeah. So, all right, enough of that. We'll head out. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, like, share, subscribe, all the fun stuff. We'll catch everybody next week.